burst through like a bull. Don't argue. Uses the 15. Oh. How good is that? Plays on. Seconds only remaining. They've got to take a mark. Yeah! Dixon has taken a mark. Shoots for goal. He kicks the goal and Hawthorne wins the game. Hello and welcome to Don't Argue, powered by Crownbet. Dale Crotty in the seat in place of Dicko. We've got Jacob Wilson and Jay Clark. How are we going, guys? Very well, thank you. Hopefully Dicko's down at the Saints practicing that goal kicking because they were pretty poor again on the weekend. He's not. He's moving his house. And I reckon Dicko would be a shocking house mover, wouldn't he? Just be whinging, complaining, he wouldn't be lifting anything. I reckon it's about three weeks he's been moving. Yeah, just yeah, doing so. a lot of pointing. Just get yeah. That goes over there, by the way. I've got the pillows. You get the... Uh, if you you get, grab the couch. If you're a moveless and you're rocked up at Dicko's house and he came out the front and he just started ordering you around, you'd be that fine. <laughs> jump straight back in the truck. Well, let's uh, recap last week. Jacob, you you were good. You went really well. That, yeah, was, best that bet. was one of my bets, best ones. But I think the biggest surprise here was the fact that Jay finally hit the ball. He's been on fire all year. It's yeah. true. And he finally had an average week. It wasn't even that bad, but it was just an average week, which is really poor for Well, Jay. it was that bad because he only tips Melbourne 1-39. to 39, But his best roughie was Carlton. That did get up. But the North Melbourne blinkers got you, I think, uh, Jay. Did anyone else pick out Carlton um, as best roughie? Oh, you did, Jay. Yeah, no, we, had yeah. it. we both agreed. Best roughie. Yeah. They, were, they were a sure thing. Because the, the Suns were that bad yeah. that they could not win two in a row. <laughs> and there's some rippers this weekend. I love this weekend's It's a fixtures. great round. I think there's a lot of even money games, which you haven't seen for a while. Yep. Yep. We might as well... Uh, well, we'll go to the Coleman first before we get into it. Really down to now Ben Brown, Tom Hawkins, we're thinking. Yeah, there's a, only a five-goal gap difference. And you can get Ben Brown $1.40 at the moment. I think those odds are set to plummet this week because you look at who they've got. Tomahawks got the Tigers at the G. That's a tough gig. Whereas Tom, uh, Ben Brown gets to play against the Lions, who, yes, they're a much improved team, but defensively, they're still giving up a lot of goals. Harris Andrews, I don't know about this, Jacob. He's it's, a gun for He's back. only his second game back, though. I saw him back last week. He just seems like he's still carrying a little bit. He wasn't the same Harris Andrews from the Some first few weeks. Still got a bit of blood on the brain. <laughs> I, hope, I hope not, but he definitely... That's what uh, happened. He, he got bleeding on the brain, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he, he yes. just looked like uh, he maybe was going at 75%. So maybe. maybe he's just play a little bit uh, back to form and Tom Hawkins, uh, sorry, Ben Brown might still kick three or four goals. Well, um, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Don't Argue for a chance to win footy tickets. We're now going to go into Richmond Geelong, round 20, Friday night footy. This is going to be an absolute cracker. Delta. Richmond $1.41. That's not too bad value. And Geelong two ninety five at the moment. Jacob, thoughts? Geelong are an improving team at the moment, but it's Richmond at the G. Isn't it this simple? It's yeah. Richmond at the G. They've won 18 in a row. And what we're seeing is teams might be able to stick with them for three quarters, but you can't stick them with them for four. There have been nine matches this year where a team's been within 20 at three-quarter time. And on average... The Tigers have won that final quarter after these teams have been in the match by 22 points. I don't know, Jake. So they just let teams stay hang around with them, yeah. and then they go, actually, boys, foot on the pedal. We'll see you later. You know what? This record streak, eight in a row. Oh, no. I think it's coming to an end. 
Every time they win there, they're one win closer, one step closer to losing. <laughs> and I think the Cats, with this superstar midfield, Tom Stewart is out, I know, but Tom Hawkins is on fire. And I think they can turn the competition on its head this weekend, boys. The Cats, 1-39 at the MCG. Yes, their record's been a little bit effy there. Yes, they got dudded in, in September <laughs> last, last year. But as Chris Scott said this week, if it bleeds, you can kill it, Jacob. But I like seeing these teams where they're like, oh, we played against the Cats. We played them in the prelim final last year. We played in round six. We think we're figuring them out. No one's figured out. The, the Pies thought that. Everyone thinks that. And then they get to play Richmond on the G and their structure, their organisation reigns supreme. Well, the fact that Collingwood had four guys over 30 possessions as well on Saturday. So you've got your super midfielder, Geelong, coming through. But Geelong, uh, Collingwood's midfield as well. Side bottom had 38. Pendlebury, 37. Yeah, I think the leading Tiger as well was on 22 disposals. Just showing how they want to play the game. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about the team. It's about us working together and making sure that we get the result. Not about Steel Sidebottom having 38 or Trent Cotching having 40. It's about this team system they have. The thing is that Pies um, did get a bit injured, didn't they? They lost Howe. Uh, they lost Scharenberg. So they were reasonably competitive for three quarters. Yeah. Down two men on the bench. Everyone's yeah. reasonably competitive for three quarters. That's what I just told you. Everyone can well, be reasonably competitive for three quarters, but you can't be competitive for four at the G. I'm telling you, Daisy. Cats 1 to 39, $3.55. Put it down. The competition this weekend, boys, it's about to take a big turn. There's a big twist. Uh, well, I hope it actually does happen just for the competition's sake, as uh, Richmond are red hot favourites for the flag. Jake, what's your tip? I'm going to go for Richmond $1.48 to win the second half. So oh. I think the Cats, yes, they might stick with them, but $1.48 <laughs> to run home with the game. Tell you what, you, you, can, you can put another bedroom on your house with that $1.44, can't we? Like, that's really going <laughs> to. Oh boy! Oh, yeah, that's not that's not that oh, short. Come on! I thought about it. just wait till you get to the last game of the round. I might be doing something a bit silly with that one. Oh, here we go. I look forward to that. Anyway, now Hawthorne Essendon. So this one once again, really, I mean Essendon elimination final for them going forward. And Hawthorne, if they were to lose, that makes it tough for them as well going into that final eight. So this is a huge game. One forty-five. I love it. What are we thinking in this one? Oh, it's just a it's a massive game for both teams. Because if, really, if Essendon lose, they're done. They've got a tough run home. Their percentage isn't strong enough. So John Walsall, I think, came out in the week and said they're not playing elimination faults. They are. Yeah. They need to win this game. Um, and what's improved at Essendon is their stoppage work. They've got these big-bodied midfielders that are finally playing good football. So Kyle Langford's um, playing the best football of his career. And David Myers as well. He's always been able to string, you know, five games and then get injured, five games and then get injured. He had 14 score involvements on the weekend from 26 touches, so he's becoming very important. And now that the uh, over the last thing about eight weeks, they're the number one stoppage team in the league. So that's the improvement for them because uh, wow. we know they've got the speed on the outside, we know they've got the interceptors down back, and they're dangerous up forward. But this this midfield group with Bell Chambers, Heppel, Merritt's in great form, and those um, bigger bot guys that we we're talking about before, they're becoming one of the best stoppage groups in the team. This is this is um, unbelievable, really, especially how poor they were in that area at the start of the yep. season. Yeah, I think right? they lost the clearance game in their first six matches as well, and this is where they are now. So. Mm. Um, Heppel's taking a bigger role in there. He's, he's got a bit of leadership. Um, now the question is, though, who tags Tom? Because uh, Dyson Heppel did it in round six. Um, did a pretty good job. Kept him to 29. Um, do they go back to the well and tag him again? I think Dyson Heppel's a good guy to do it because he's done it once before. And 29 for Tom Mitchell, well, that's about eight under average. So <laughs> that's a pretty good job. I'll tell you one of the biggest questions in footy right now, Jacob, and I want an answer from you on it. How much does Tom Mitchell hurt you? What, what does champion data say about how impactful his possessions are? 
He's not the most impactful player in the league. There's, he's, he's a long way from it. So his 47 or 43 that he's getting each week um, aren't going to kill you. But what he has shown in the, since the, the buys is he's really improving the damage um, he's having with these. His, his score moments have gone from about 5 to 8. His metres gained are a long way up. And his kick rating, which may, um, is our best uh, measure of how he's kicking, it's gone from a negative 7%, so meaning out of every 100 kicks, he was hitting 7 less than what's expected of him, to going to plus 7%. Mm-hmm. So he's almost hitting, you know, his efficiency's gone up by about 15% um, by foot. So Swing, yep. he, he, if he can keep this form um, going, yeah, his impact of um, those four disposals goes up. Herald Sun footy survey came out throughout the week. Um, the question was asked, who was the number one player in the competition? Tom Mitchell was seventh with yep. only 6% of the vote. So the, there is a lag period. And who was the, number one? The fans aren't onto it. Um, it was Dusty. Yeah, 21%. Yep. And um, will he make the All-Australian team is the question. <laughs> a lot of yeah. people asking now. Surely he's a lock, but... Uh, if people think he's the best player in the league, but the well, there's, there's, a, might not there's a guy the in the room just over there that thinks he'll still win the Brownlow this year. Dustin. He's an outsider because, um, as we said before, you don't need big numbers at the Tigers because there's no one, no one's having thirty. So Dusty's mm. sitting on twenty-five. That's often the most for the team. Loving watching Orazio Fantasia play at the moment, uh, days. He yep. is just about becoming the best small forward in the competition. If he's not already, they are so damaging when they move the ball quickly and get it into their front half. And you know what? Credit to Kyle Hooker going back. Hurley was outstanding on Lance Franklin. And Brendan Goddard is playing an underrated role. His efficiency by foot is outstanding. And I think uh, he's deserving of another contract um, next year. I think that is a big ball in the air for Essendon's list management team at the moment. How much would he be worth to you? Because I think he's upwards of $600,000, $700,000 now with the impact he can have on matches and how important he is to the Bombers. You agree? I think he'll be... Yeah. He's not getting that. He should. He's, that's, what, that's what he's worth. And if, if he's not going to pay it to them, I, I, another club um, who's looking for someone in that forward Gold half... Coast. Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Someone like St Kilda, where they've got cash to spend if they don't get gaff... Go ahead and offer him eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars because they need someone in that forward half who can be efficient. They're rare players Back to, to find. Science. He's fast, he's um, at, and he's be, efficient. Be a big they're, story. They're, but these are the sort of players that are coming into the game more and more. The people who are efficient in the forward half. All right. What, what are what are our tips here? I'm going for the Bombers. They're um, arguably the best team in the league at the moment, and uh, you can give them a dollar eighty two. I just wonder. Well, uh, with Tom's prolific ball winning in the middle of the ground and Jager O'Meara, that, that Jager O'Meara deal is starting to look a lot better. I reckon if they can cut the bombers off at the source um, and defend well, I'm thinking Hawthorne could win this one to 39. $2.55, days. There we go. Two upsets straight off the bat from you, Jay. So we'll go into <laughs> Brisbane and North Melbourne and... Brisbane a dollar eighty two favourites, so that's probably where the upsets stop for you, Jay, because you're, you're not tipping <laughs> is the there Kangas. A, is there a one percent chance you thought about backing in North Melbourne for this game? I've been impressed by North Melbourne last weekend, uh, but without Luke Shuey for West Coast, um, North Melbourne just too good down there at the Blundstone <laughs> Arena Fortress. I'm tipping Brisbane this weekend. Um, I'm starting to get a bit of Twitter feedback about how much I'm tipping against them as well. So, have you tipped North Melbourne this season? I think once. Okay, um, I'm a big fan. They of must the North have played Melbourne. Carlton at some stage. So, yeah. no, I think Brisbane at home, um, they're a lot better side up there. It's continuing to see the young Lions grow, and I think North Melbourne without Higgins. Higgins is such an important player for them. Um, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, tipping Brisbane. One to thirty-nine, two dollars thirty-five. Higgins really gives North Melbourne something they don't have in that midfield, which is a bit of class. So yep, you've got yep. Cunnington, you've got uh, Ahern as well. You could see win the ball. Yep. If you want to put someone in there, you can move Zebel in there, who's yep. just a ball as well. But Higgins is the class. Yep. So losing Higgins um, is a massive loss, and don't forget that. Um, ben Jacobs is also out. He's the best defensive yeah. um, midfielder. So I, I really worry about this um, midfield for for North Melbourne because it is they have a very strict rotation. They only run four or five goes through there. A lot of other teams will you know rotate eight or eight or nine goes through there. North pretty strict. They run four, maybe five um, for the match, and they're two of their best three are, are out for this game. Mm. So. Uh, I think the Brisbane at dollar eighty two are good. I, th- yeah, I know our uh, Don't Argue listeners like a bit of trade nuggets yes. occasionally, and I think Jared Pollock will be wearing a North Melbourne jumper next year. Ooh. So what's the uh, what's the number? Uh, price? Not the, on, not on the jumper back? number. No, the, the the price on his back. Yeah, upwards of six hundred. Upwards? Is that it? Is that all he can fetch? Seven hundred, eight hundred? No, I don't think so. I don't think it'd be that high. And do they have to trade for him? Yep. So what do they give up? I'm not sure yet. Uh, what do you reckon he's worth? Uh, a late first rounder. Late first rounder. Ooh. Is there, Ooh. There's a question mark over him in um, a losing environment. He's a good front runner. He's perfect we, for North. Yeah, yeah. As we said before, what what they might lose when Higgins retires is something the Pollock can he's, give them. He's got Billy Hart's uncovered. <laughs> yes, think, uh, I've, I've got Billy Hart's uncovered. About 800 other AFL players might as well. I'll tell you who's been a revelation for North. They've grown a leg in that midfield with Paul Ahern. Pick seven in the draft years ago. Two Great story. Well, fantastic yeah. story. Because he got traded. Uh, Gino Ross gave him a contract. And then I think he must have been on a little bit of cash. Did his second knee. And they thought, we can't afford him anymore. So they essentially gave him away for free mm. to North Melbourne. Great, Was it pick uh, 70 around pick there? Pick 70. Great recruiting by North. Take the, uh, take the pun on the former top 10 pick. And, Cameron Joyce, football yeah. manager. One more thing. Dane Beams. How good is Dane Beams? <laughs> How good is Dane Beams? Yes. He's better since he's given up the captaincy. Yes. Um, seems like a real masterstroke um, for him just to actually have the courage and commitment to say, look, boys, I need to focus on my footy now. To That's how I'm going to serve the team best. Um, he, over that period, he would have been an All-Australian midfielder. He started yeah. the season a bit too slowly to really mm. be in contention. But you look at those last 10 weeks, um, he's one of one of the top 10 midfielders in the league. That's right. So what we're at, have you done your tip for this I've game? gone Brisbane uh, head-to-head. Okay. I've gone uh, Brisbane 1-39. to 39. Okay. On to Adelaide, Port Adelaide, the showdown there. Uh, $1.78 for Port Adelaide at the moment. Crows $2.05. What are we liking? No shame in losing to Melbourne. I'll tell you that much. Melbourne mm. are a fantastic footy team. Adelaide getting their pieces back together. Uh, so just for a lot of reasons, Port Adelaide... Weren't that impressive no, um, no. down at, at uh, Mars Stadium? It was a really ugly mm. match, that one. Um, but Adelaide, the big problem for them at the moment is this stoppage game. They've lost the clearance count by 20 in three of their last six matches. 20. They're losing the clearance count by 20. You can't win matches when you're losing the clearance count by 20. So they need to fix that problem. Sloan's back in there. Uh, Matt Crouch is in there. But they just... Bryce Gibson, there's no reason why this midfield... Um, should be performing so poorly. That's bizarre. And Jacobs is a pretty good ruckman. Yeah, so. well, I think Jacobs is the is the weak link at the moment because he's carrying a back injury, um, and his numbers are a long way down from last year. So that might be the biggest problem for them is the fact that they've got an uh, injured ruckman and they don't have anyone that can come in for three to four weeks and give him a chop out. I think this could be one of the best value bets of the weekend. Head to head, Port Adelaide, a um, dollar seventy eight. Um, this is a huge game for them. This is going to give them the late season momentum they need but to go into finals. I can't like. feel confident with any team at dollar seventy eight in a showdown because they are crazy affairs. And that game yeah. from round six, it's the best game 
that yep. I've seen this season with Robbie Gray's third quarter turned it on, yep. and then all of a sudden Adelaide were back with thirty seconds, and then Port Adelaide were back. What we know about showdowns is they're crazy matches. That's why I like Adelaide at two dollars oh five because this is essentially an even money match for me. Port um, need a ruckman. Um, by the way, and what's this game doing on its Saturday twilight? That is bizarre. It's a strange um, one because it, I, it, you'd think it'd be probably the second best game of the round, maybe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, stuck on the the weird Saturday twilight. I think uh, yeah, I, I'd actually like Adelaide at two dollars and five cents as well, just because that game they they had Melbourne covered for a half of footy and then just completely fell apart yeah. in one quarter of football, and they were coming home. Very, very. <laughs> I think very... all Melbourne fans just uh, had to yeah. change their underwear late in that game oh, because well. Adelaide were coming like a freight train. <laughs> or Eddie Betts misses one in the yeah. goal square. Tom Lynch misses one in the goal square. So I actually think um, Adelaide will be uh, better for it against Melbourne as well. So what's their tips? Adelaide head to head two dollars yep. five. Port one of thirty nine. Very nice. Okay, St Kilda, Western Bulldogs, Fast 15. No one will be watching this game because <laughs> there'll be a better game on at the same time. Go. Uh, Bulldogs last four weeks, uh, the worst team in the AFL. So get on board the Saints. It is so bizarre mm. how the ass has fallen out of that joint. Like uh, two years ago, they're, they're so much better than they are performing. And I think at the end of the year, we're going to. It hasn't been spoken about much, but this football club is going to get a big shake. It'd like, be a nice. If there is a big shake-up, it'd be a nice club to walk into because they still have so much talent on yep. this list. You've got McRae, you've got Bontebelli, you've got McLean. Uh, you've got so much of this under-25 talent ready to go. That's why they are struggling this year because they are so young yep. and inexperienced. But over the last four weeks, oof, it's getting a bit ugly. Nathan Freeman back for the Saints. Yes. We're going to see so St Kilda say he's lost that breakaway speed. Now he's clearly a bit more of a plotter who can't kick that well. Like he has never been an amazing kick, Nathan. But he's Freeman. still an amazing runner, and that's an no, important. No, I don't think he is. No, he can still uh, distance run. I don't think he's lost the explosion. Okay. So don't expect he used to be explosive and yeah. a great runner. I think Danger. he's still a very good runner. Yeah. He just isn't uh, going to set you um, on fire from one to twenty. This is yeah. This is another great story because we've been talking about Alex Johnson playing his first game since two thousand and twelve. Freeman went a twenty thirteen draft as a top 10 pick with Josh Kelly and Bont and all them, he's going to play his first game. He could, and don't get, don't get it wrong, he could be a real player for the Saints. I know this seems like a bit of a charity match for him. If he actually strung a whole season together, you look at his VFL form and his VFL numbers, he can be a player. He's not going to be uh, you know, the best player in the league, but he could easily be um, a permanent member of St Kilda's midfield for the next five years if he stayed fit. That's a big if as well. Oh, it's a, a massive if, if yep. but that's and that's what I'm saying. Is we know he's probably going to get injured again. Yep. But this isn't someone who's just getting a charity game and is going to get delisted. He's someone the Saints genuinely want to put into that midfield. Well, he's been a long time getting into the team. Surprised Alan Richardson hasn't pulled the trigger yet. There must be a reason for that. I'm going to have the Saints. That said, at the line minus nine and a half. I'm on the line as well, nine and a half. All right, very good. We're going to go to a break, and we'll be back with a few more crackers in round twenty. Tapped it back to the advantage. Look at the runners they've got. Men and gold and Motlop. Motlop the cockatoo. Little bit of a bubble. Oh, the stiff arm on Cameron. He said, get out of the way. Okay, we're back going into Sydney and Collingwood. Another game vital for Sydney going forward. Yeah, we got on board the, the Swans last week to miss the eight, and that's looking better and better uh, after last week. We got them at $3.30 to miss the eight. And now they're they're already out of the eight um, one week later. So yeah, that's right. That maybe made us feel pretty clever. Uh, but, but the talk has been Buddy and that heel injury. And 
we're right in saying that his form hasn't been the same since he... So he's averaging 2.6 goals since he's come back from that injury, and he was averaging 3.6 goals uh, before that injury. He's so important to the Swans. He's that forward line. He sets up every goal, or he kicks it. Um, the fact that he's been training 20 minutes a year, it's starting to show, and the Swans are struggling. I just wonder, though... Um, where there was no Scharenberg, no Howe. Howe's a massive loss. Yeah. I know Scharenberg's a big loss, yeah. but Howe just for one match, he, he, he'll be in the All-Australian team um, for me, um, yeah. just with that intercepting ability. So you've just lost two good defenders. Yeah, I just wonder whether the the, the weight of all these injuries you know, might, might cost Collingwood. Usually they're very good on the road, and you have to like what they've done this year. But, I mean, they turn to young Jack Madgen and Braden Sear to come into the team by the looks of things um, this weekend. So, uh, I don't know. I think St Kilda... Who takes s- Buddy? Is it Darcy Moore has to Darcy go with Buddy Moore for the whole game? To, and then surely. That's the good thing about Sydney. Though. They don't really have two guys up there that are going to challenge you. They might be well-suited to have Crisp and Greenwood and those types actually covering off on Ronk and Haywood. So, yeah. it might be the week for... Um, for the Pies to not to have any key defenders because there might yeah. not be that many key well, forwards. Well, we assume that Madgen's going to go to McCartan and like he's the Moore's the only key position yeah. defender but there. So he imagine has to go to imagine Buddy. v McCartan's pretty fair matchup, yeah, isn't it? It's not like McCartan's a, a, a top twenty key forward in the league. He's I a first year player. And I just wonder last week whether um, Buddy, knowing he saw, has played a bit of a decoy role, and I wonder whether he might do this again. So if he he sucks uh, more up the field, plays an unselfish role and then lets the little men go to work behind him. So I just wonder whether um, they're gonna they're structuring up around that. I understand that Collingwood are thin down back, but the midfield battle, you just look at it, and it's just so weighted in Collingwood's advantage. Brody Grundy, yeah. um, Scott Pendlebury, Taylor Adams, yeah. um, Steel Side Bottom, yeah. all of them in that middle. Yeah. It just feels like, yes, if, they, if Sydney could get in top in the middle, they might be able to do some damage, but... Um, the weight of numbers in that midfield, I think, will get the job done for the yeah. Pies. And obviously, on a side note, Alex Johnson playing his first game since 2012. That is an unbelievable journey for him to have five knee recos, complications and all that, to be back playing AFL footy. That's an amazing story. Yep. It's uh, yeah, it's inspirational for the Sydney players. Do you think that has any impact on yep. the result? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I reckon that right. it's come at the right time, and clearly it's deliberate. I think it's a big morale booster. Yeah. Um, look, I'm not entirely sure which way this is going to go, so I'm going to go the under uh, 170 total point score. Um, I think this could be a bit of a, uh, a slug in the middle of the ground. I think Sydney, on the form we've seen in the last month, yeah, they just keep atrocious. sliding and calling with two dollars away. Is Daniel Hanabry, um, do you think he would be a good get in the trade period? Do you think he can reignite his career? Can I have the medical report before answering that question? Mm. Because that's the question: is is yeah. he can he get back to full fitness? Yeah. What, what what's he operating at this year? Is it seventy percent? Is he eighty percent? Is he at ninety percent and he's lost it? But. Uh, Give me the medical report and I'll answer that question. Yep, fair point. Now, Carlton, GWS, Sunday footy, GWS should absolutely spank him. Carlton aren't winning two in a row. <laughs> uh, we can guarantee that. It's just a matter of what's the margin. Yeah. The risk, I think, here is if you go high on the line, GWS have the draw. They don't need percentage. Yeah. There's all these other teams stuck in the eight, desperate to get percentage, desperate to get percentage. GWS can just get a win and just bank it, put the four, as Rossi would say, bank the four points and move on. So I actually 
I'm really nervous about trying to go too big a line. So I'm just going to take GWS by plus 30, which is $1.40. That'll just get to that nice, you know, 40, 50 point margin and no. just um, pull up the break. I'm back stumps. in the orange tsunami because they think, I think they think that they can genuinely contest the grand final this yep. year. So they want momentum and I'll take the Giants at the line minus 45 and a half. There we go. Quick, straight to the point. Good stuff. Melbourne, Gold Coast, Fast 15. Um, yeah, well, after what we saw from Gold Coast last week, Melbourne should win this by about 170. This is where I might go a bit crazy because... 170? Line? I've, I'm going at Melbourne to win by 100 plus. I think this is the time where go. Melbourne, yes, they've got a good percentage, but they could cement themselves essentially half a win here if they can put Gold Coast to the sword. If How much did Carlton win by last week? Carlton won by nearly... <laughs> Five goals. If Cart win by five goals, Melbourne the G get them by get them by hundred. So you get Melbourne to win by hundred at five dollars thirty. We haven't seen many big big blowouts, but Melbourne are the team that can do it. They're, yeah, they've proven this season that when they smell blood, yeah, that they will put teams away by 60, yeah. 80 points. And yeah, I think you might be onto something here, Jacob. <laughs> it's I've... a good one to cheer for as well because you're just yeah. looking for goal, yeah. goal, goal. Finish them. <laughs> yeah. I've tipped him in the Herald Sun. Um, by 120 points. Oh, here oh, we good. go. You're on board. That is that is uh, my margin. What do you, can you get the line on that one? What, do you, what about for 120? I look, I've got it's, the, it's, my uh, line 100. 10, 100. Bucks. It's 10, 10 bucks. bucks. Yeah, but I'll take cool. him. I'll take him just uh, by by the line, which is 65 dollar uh, 92. I reckon you can uh, put that in the bank by about half time. So uh, be nice early win for the punters out there. Yeah. Like the, the biggest line you can get here is Melbourne minus 125 and a half at 11.50. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if I could go, if I could go to minus one fifty, because they've lost Stephen May as well. Yeah. This is one of these things where you just keep seeing people fall out of the Gold Coast yeah. team. You're not getting anyone back. I didn't even realise last week Jack Martin was out for four to five weeks. When did that happen? Yeah. All of a sudden he was gone for the team as well. Yeah. They are so thin on the road, yeah. boy. I would not want to be stewing you this week. Yeah. Oh no, Flood. absolutely not. All right, last game: West Coast Frio. Frio, who had been. Decent for two weeks. Well, they beat Port Adelaide. They were competitive against Essendon, and then they were absolutely awful against Hawthorne and West Coast, coming off a big loss as well. So this one will be interesting. What do we think? Well, the fact that Kennedy's out um, mm. just impacts the margin. I don't think Fremantle are going to win, but yeah. just you're trying to choose the line here, yeah. um, and that forward line has been just going at eighty percent without him. They had to rely on a few other people, Jack Darling as well. He's going at about seventy-five percent of what he was doing early in the year. He's dropped. Slip back to 2015 to 2017, Jack Darling, not early 2018, Jack Darling. So just that forward line efficiencies um, lacking to to get that big 10-goal win, I think. Yeah, disappointing loss, West Coast, last weekend. They were outplayed by North in the wet down there in Tassie. So, I mean, I think West Coast to win, but I'll have Fremantle at the line. Again, it's a derby, you know, so there are some funky results in these ones. And as you said, that forward line, which is operating so well in the first half of the year for West Coast, has, uh, not happening, so not working so well this year. So I'll have free out the line. Line plus 36 and a half. Yeah, I'm going to take Fred line as well. That the, I think we're starting to see as well the impact of no Nick Nat. They lost centre clearances mm. by about nine yep. um, to North Melbourne. Um, and that's something that just with Nick Nat they would never do. With the run home, I know that we've talked a bit about top eight with uh, the champion data numbers, but could West Coast still, f- well, they should still finish top two, shouldn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. You look at their run home. I tried to, I think, Jay, you've done a few uh, top, uh, you know, Top eight simulators all the way home, and it's pretty hard to find a, a situation where um, West Coast don't make top two. And even though they do finish top two, 
I don't th- I don't know without with Kennedy in doubt with Nick Nat out, there's still a big chance. Even though we all probably six weeks ago said, "Yep, they're going to go through straight to the granny, win at home, win at home." I think the worst thing for the AFL might be West Coast making the grand final because they're probably the least threatening team um, in the top five or six in calculations at the moment. Yet they might be the most likely to make the grand final. So. Just as a football fan, I'm almost cheering against West Coast to finish top two and against West Coast to um, win if they do make top two because we want to see a Collingwood-Richmond grand final or a GWS-Richmond grand final. Um, One of these teams making it. Or Melbourne-Richmond, how good would that be? Whereas if you see West Coast over there, you reckon Richmond would be staying twenty favourites. The West Coast... Hawthorne 2015 grand final was it? It must yeah. be the worst grand final of the past 15 Awful. years. Yes. Awful. We don't want to see that yeah. again. My, Never my, again. My Perth mates left very early. <laughs> Jack, Jack Darling. Jack Darling. Jack <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. With Forbes in at the moment. Yeah, we don't want to see Jack in another grand final. Anyway, we're going to a break and we're going to finish off with our best bets, roughies and mozzies. Tapped it back to the advantage. Look at the runners they've got. Men and gold and mop off. Mop off the pocket too. Little bit of a bubble. Oh, a step up on camera. He said, get out of the way. All right, let's finish off the show with our best bets. Uh, this is going to fight M&D. And last week, was it Jacob? You got it, didn't you? I got on, uh, yeah, just closing the gap slowly. But Jay's just out to a massive lead. I mean, that's why yeah. I'm going for something a bit bigger this week. Mm. So a bit grander, something to chase down, Jay. Okay. I'm going for that Melbourne to win by 100 plus at $5.30. I'm going to chuck 30 on that. Yep. If I get that up, I think I've caught you. So I'm okay. too weary that yeah. I'm a, I'm a chance of yeah. making that ground up this we, week. You won't because I'm putting 50 on Melbourne at the line. Oh, this is 65. No, this, so. is a this is a defensive play. Yeah, it's on my notepad, so it's, uh, it's impossible for you to very catch clever. me. Don't like that. Yeah, very clever. Best roughie. Is that your best roughie as well? No. Oh, that's, no? that is a good roughie. But my best roughie is the Crows in the showdown. These games are just... Wild Affairs and Adelaide um, have got this full-strength full, full strength team back together. I'm going to have the Cats. Um, what are they at? Three bucks. You get three bucks for them to uh, stage one of the upsets of the season. That would be uh, good to see. Best multi to finish off. I'm going for Essendon into Collingwood into St Kilda. And I'll just put the Melbourne dollar O two at the end of that oh. uh, to make that a $6.37 multi. I'll have three line bets. I'll have St Kilda minus 9.5 against the Bulldogs, GWS minus 45 against Carlton, and Melbourne minus 65 against um, Gold Coast. That's at 7 bucks. Very nice. Jay, listened to the podcast earlier in the week as well with Guy McKenna. Outstanding. Was an absolute belter. It was uh, great to hear a bit about the inside at the Gold Coast. Yep. So make sure you listen to that if you have not listened to it yet. And leave a rating as well and a review. Follow us on Twitter at Don't Argue to win footy tickets and just to get around us in general. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, it's Daisy. been, a, been a good episode. Hopefully we see Dicko back. Or maybe we don't want to see Dicko back <laughs> yeah, next this week. This move might take 10 more weeks, I think. I might not even see him before finals. <laughs> Thanks, mate.